And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, James, this is an emergency edition of the podcast. Not quite emergency because we didn't record it like right after the trade, which happened like before, just before midnight on Wednesday night. I was in New York. Uh, you're on the road. Anyway, the Leafs have acquired Jack Campbell and Kyle Clifford. What are your first thoughts of the deal? What first came to mind? They, they had to do something. They had to get a goalie. You know, it was, they couldn't keep running Michael Hutchinson out to, to fail and to let goals in. And, you know, this was becoming uh, a a crisis is maybe a little bit dramatic, but they were losing ground in the standings and they can't afford to do that. You know, it's all of a sudden their division and their conference has become super competitive with how well Florida is playing. And I don't think the Panthers are going anywhere. You know, Bobrovsky had such a bad first half that he's going to put together, he's going to start to play better. And, the Leafs are going to be fighting for a wild card spot. It looks like the rest of the way. And as we know from past years, if you're in the position the Leafs are in where you're just out of a playoff spot, you can't afford to, you can't afford to be average. You have to be really good to, to get in because it's basically going to be out of that group of teams. that's battling for those last couple of spots, Columbus, Philadelphia, Carolina, et cetera, whichever of those teams one or two of them, whoever has like a really good run here in the last 30 games, those are the ones that make it. Yeah. Well, and, and we talked about it the day after, I believe uh, that Florida game, like you're talking about the Panthers, that's a four point game. And that game, let's be honest, like Michael Hutchinson cost them that game. And you can look at the New York game and you can pick out other stuff. Like they gave up some 
pretty glorious opportunities, but the fourth goal just can't go in. That costs you a game. And obviously they're not waiting um, like until that game happens. But I, I've been wondering um, since the trade happened, if this is too late, like if they, if they just waited too long um, and, and why that's kind of coming to mind for me is like, it was pretty clear. And, and you and I have been talking about it all year on the podcast and off. I wonder why this didn't come sooner. Like why they let it drag on for this long, given how much it's cost them points in a really tight race. Yeah. I mean, if you go back in, I wrote on like, it was like December 1st or 2nd or something, a list of all the backups around the league they potentially could right, look at. Yeah. Because at that, at, at that, and that's like over two months ago, at that point, it felt critical that they address this. And, and it's just like, this is what the concern was always is that either Anderson's going to struggle, which he has at times, or he's going to mm-hmm. get hurt and Hutchinson's is not going to be able to do it. And Hutchinson has a reputation from where where he's played previously that when it falls to him to get a run of starts in a row, he struggles. And Hutchinson is, he's a number three goalie. Like he's a guy that should be playing mostly in the AHL that if there's an injury, he can come up and play a little bit and be okay. He's not a guy you can count on to start 20, 25 games or to play regularly in the NHL. And I don't really even think he's a guy that's cut out for starting for the Leafs. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's hard to do. There's like the, the pressure, especially the situation the Leafs are in where every game matters so much. Not everybody's cut out for that. And we're going to see if Jack Campbell's cut out for it. And that's, and that's the next question about this. And you and I, I think we talked about Jack Campbell um, on the podcast where yeah. we talked about potential trade targets and the, the yeah. conclusion that you and I came to, I think, and you actually brought up Jack Campbell earlier in the year when you did that backups piece as like a guy who Yeah, he was pretty high sense. on my list too. He was like third on my list, I think. I remember that. And I remember my counter, or at least I think this is what I said, was I'm not sure he's that much better than Hutchinson. Um, and so like there is an element of this where it is in some ways a gamble. Um, I guess you're going to get that with any of the guys that you acquired generally. But they're taking a chance that he is actually better than Hutchinson and he probably is like I think he Hutchinson is an AHL goalie I I think to me that seems clear I don't know if that's as clear to you as it is to me but I I think at the very least they're getting something a little bit more stable where at least they probably feel like Hutchinson or Jack Campbell is not going to cost them games like maybe he's not gonna he's not going to steal you games but he's not going to give games away like we were seeing with Hutchinson. Do you think that's about right? Where do you well, they, stand? Like I said off the top, like they just, they, they had to get someone different. Like they, they have to, they need someone else they can play because like yeah. they had no alternative. So like they had to, I don't know. I mean, like in a vacuum, if you look at their career numbers, you can say, oh, Campbell's aren't that much better than Hutchinson. And Campbell's only hasn't started very many NHL games. He's only got a 900 save percentage, but this isn't a vacuum. Like the situation that the Leafs are in is that Hutchison can't get it done. And he, he keeps, you know, he, he, they had to get somebody else and they, they did wait too long because like if they would have done this two months ago. Yeah. And, and then you, and then for two months you, you you play Campbell and Hutchinson as your backup. And then maybe two months later, like maybe we're now and we're like, these guys aren't getting it done either. And we got to get somebody else. Like, 
but they don't yeah. they don't have that option anymore like that this is who they're going with this is what they got and you know Campbell's gonna start I'm sure tonight against Anaheim and we'll see you know it's a good easy game for him for his first game and I thought it was funny the condition on the on the pick gets upgraded to a second round pick if uh if Campbell yeah. wins six games the rest of the way, like this, it's it's like that's that's probably and and make the playoff. The, the part of the condition is Leafs have to make the playoffs too. So, you know, the Leafs are willing to give up to upgrade that pick if if Campbell's a factor in them making the playoffs, and that just says everything about what what they need him to do here. Well, so one thing I should point out to people listening is James is sick. That's why he sounds so funny. <laughs> Um, but the other is, is that's, it's not, it's not, a, it's not nothing what they gave up. Like, obviously they're flipping Trevor Moore and, and Kyle Clifford. Clifford's expiring. Moore is signed for another year. I think Clifford is a better player. He gives them something different. Um, but it's not like nothing, like a, a second round pick potentially is not nothing. Um, and it seemed like James, like the, the smoke signals that were coming out of the lead front office all year as to why they weren't, they hadn't addressed this was they weren't sure that the the people who were out there, like we were touching on, were better than what they have. And you're right, like waiting till now and and trading for someone who may or may not be better, it kind of puts you in a box, especially like we don't know. Um, they've been very, I don't know if KG is the right word or maybe just they don't know. Um, they don't know like how long Frederick Anderson's going to be out. Like maybe that's, maybe it's not even caginess. Maybe it's just like they're not sure. But there's a chance like that Jack Campbell has to start a string of games here and that's that could decide their season. Like that's how kind of yeah. perilous this feels, right? Do you play Jack like say Anderson can't go this weekend? Do you play Jack Campbell Friday and Saturday, do you think? That's a fascinating question. I guess you see how Friday night goes. Like if he comes in Friday night and he plays really well, I can see them going right back to him, especially the like the way it's gone with with Hutchinson lately. I just don't know how you can go into a game feeling confident that he's going to give you a chance. And like, especially if you're his teammates, like I will give the players credit. They have said all the right things. Like they have said, like they need to do a better job in front of him. This is not about Hutchinson. That's, that's fine. Like that's, that's what they should say. That's the right thing to say. It's not totally wrong. It's not also totally the truth, but I don't know how you couldn't feel if you're a player after that Florida game, after the New York game, like, man, he like he he can't give us a chance to win um and then like and then like the schedule just doesn't let up so they have to hope that that Jack Campbell can come in and and play well and just like kind of stabilize things especially given um that Cody Cece is now out for a while with an ankle injury like it just feels like things keep piling up on them right now yeah although Jonas some fans think that that's a good thing that Cody Cece's out but it's just like on top of missing Morgan Riley, um, who we don't know when he's going to come back. Um, and and I, I don't know if I totally buy. I, I think there's there's some truth to the idea that um, until they know when Riley's coming back, they they that, that kind of changes their deadline plans. I'm not sure if I totally buy that. I think they're going to try to get a defenseman regardless of whether he comes back before the playoffs. I guess the one stipulation that makes it different is if Riley isn't going to be back before the playoffs, that gives them more flexibility, right? Yeah, they don't have to trade out a salary to to make a trade. Like, <clears throat> they don't have to 
move a capitan to create to create space, you know, and like the thing with CC getting hurt is that they're not going to be able to trade him now. I mean, he was the guy that you could you could push out to create the cap room for a trade. Um, I guess you could still trade him when he's you hurt. You could still trade that, him because for the team that's yeah. trading for him, like, what do they care? Like, yeah, that's obviously true. that team yeah. presumably is just out of the mix. Like, they'll yeah. just take him; he'll expire, and that will be the end of it, right? That I can't think of a situation where a, a hurt guy got traded like that. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah, like if you're just trading him to Minnesota or Anaheim right. or one of the one of these teams that's out of it, then. Um, the one thing that I, I did learn yesterday is that the Leafs weren't weren't interested in Alec Martinez. There were no talks for him, so that's that was never going to be part of the the deal with Jack Campbell and cross him off. Not, yeah, that that's not a guy that they're they're after. So, and I think part of it is he's a left shot and he's not much of an upgrade over what they got on the right side, and that's it. So, that's that's disappointing for my list. Only for my list. Yeah. How, how terrible do I sound exactly? Because like, you to sound me, pretty I feel bad. Like, yeah, to me, I feel like I sound just horrible, and I I apologize. To you people do. That have to, I apologize to people that have to listen <laughs> to this. You know what? You know, some days like I was fine yesterday, and then you wake up in the morning, and it's like, oh man, <laughs> what is going on? And the grind is real, man. Um, but so one of the things, like, just to bring it back to the goaltending, one of the things that this does, you've been talking about this for a while, and and I've agreed with you. Is and, and it's complicated here just because of the the conditions with the Leafs salary cap, with the amount that they're playing those four guys, with how long they, they had to wait, or not had to wait, but how long it took to get a deal done with Mitch Marner. The backup still feels like it's not fully appreciated for how important it can be. And I guess this, this whole situation is just a reminder of why it's important to stabilize this position. Um, they're trying to do that for the next little while, obviously not just this year, but beyond that with Jack Campbell, I guess we'll see if like, if he can be that guy, but like, you can't just kind of kick aside the backup and say like, whatever, you know, we'll figure it out. It it can cost you a playoff spot, basically, if, if things go the wrong ways. Well, it, it feels like <clears throat> Jonas that you and I have been having that conversation for like two years, yeah. doesn't it? Like, or longer, like it feels like we've been talking about, you know, Curtis McElhaney was like the only stabilizing backup force in the last little while, which is like, remember when they claimed McElhaney on waivers, they were worried about the backup position, right? Like they, there's right. been a long, long period of time where, and I'm a firm, firm believer that you need two goalies in the NHL. You know, I really do. I, I think you should dedicate cap space to your backup goalie. I think you should spend one and a half to three million or more on your backup. You know, I, especially like Anderson's only making 5 million. Like there's no reason why they couldn't have allocated more money there. I mean, obviously the summer was tough because of the way they were set up, but they should have been like thinking further ahead that they had to leave open more space for that role. And that if you go with a league minimum guy in that spot, it might hurt you. And, it might cost you a season and that's, you know, the Leafs are at 62% chance to make the playoffs right now. Like, and, and the, the, the real shame of it, Jonas, is that so many things have gone right for this team since Sheldon Keefe became coach. Yeah. His record's great. Look, like you've been pointing out, like they're the highest scoring team in the league. They've got the best power play. They've got 
Austin Matthews on pace for 60 goals. They've got uh, William Nylander on pace for a career year by far. They've Look at the way Mitch Marner's playing. Look at the way Justin Hall has played. There's a lot of guys on this team that have had good years. And like if Austin Matthews has the season he has and you miss the playoffs, like because your backup you goalie it. is bad, like that, that is brutal. It's just brutal. Yeah. Well, you, I'm glad we were texting during the game uh, in New York. I was on the road and we were just texting about like my story and what I was going to write. And yeah, one of the like, things you told me, to, how do I write Hutchinson to, again? <laughs> right. But like one of the things you said is like, look up their record, look up the backups record over the past couple of years. And I did. And it was an 896 save percentage and it was a, a 395 points percentage. Like that's, you can go back to last year and like, we didn't, we didn't talk. Well, I guess we did to a degree, but like if they had more stability in the backup spot last year, maybe you finish like maybe you finish second in the division and maybe you you have home ice for that game seven. Like there's just there's reverberations to to it that I think are uh, I don't know, underlooked or overlooked. We, we did talk about it last year, like the second Sparks got hurt in what was it like November or December and then he just wasn't good the rest of the season so like the backup goalie was a topic last year it's just this year it's been a topic like right from basically the beginning of the season yeah yeah well and it, and, and it could cost them and and i guess we'll see the, the interesting thing like jack campbell's had like a strange career like uh he's he's kind of if you want to look at why goalies aren't picked in the first round he's probably one of the examples you'd point to right like dallas picks him 11th overall he plays one game for them he doesn't kind of meet the expectations and yeah, like he's, he is the, I don't know if he, if there's a better example than, than him. Well, 10 years ago, Jonas, like I remember he was seen as the shining star of the U S development program for goalies. Like he was, huh. you know, starter at the world juniors, uh, picked 11th overall, like one of the highest drafted American goalies ever in NHL history. And it just, it never really came together for him. And, like you only have to go back like a little under four seasons ago, and he was in the ECHL when he was twenty four wow. years old. So like, he's he's had a, a long. I mean, he's twenty eight years old, and he's only started. He's only started like what, like sixty NHL games. Like he's yeah. it's taken him a long time to earn a backup role in the NHL. Like last year was his first real established opportunity at twenty seven to play for a bad LA team and he had a good year last year and that kind of solidified him as an initial backup but you know for a guy that had the the reputation and the pedigree and everything that he had and where he was picked he he was a bust a bust for a long long time and then you can still argue he's a bust given how high he was picked and everything well as you're talking it kind of reminds me of Jonathan Bernier a little bit but Bernier played a lot more games like Bernier had kind of carved out like he was a first round pick right I'm trying to remember back um, I think he was pretty high too, Bernier. Wasn't he like, didn't LA pick him pretty high? Yeah, I think he was around, I want to say he was like 13th or something. Like he was relatively close to to where Campbell was picked. It's interesting though, like when you look at James, like that they chose him to be the guy. Like, so Bernier went 11th overall in 2006. So literally the, the same, same pick. Same as Campbell, yeah, yeah. But so it's interesting that they decided that they wanted like, they could have traded for for someone like Jonathan Bernier. They could have traded for your buddy Georgiev, though that probably 
not probably that costs you a lot more but it's interesting that this is the guy that they chose and and obviously there's some familiarity there with Kyle Dubas having traded him traded for him once before in the Sioux but it's interesting that they this is the guy that they wanted I wonder like how much of it is what you had talked about um it's different a little bit, but Sam Bennett, we talked about him on the last podcast. It's kind of like you can potentially get an asset that's a little distressed, but that might have a little bit more upside than say you trade for Craig Ray Anderson or you trade for Jimmy Howard or Ryan Miller. You get him for the next couple of years. And if he's, if he's capable, you've got him. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like <clears throat> that's something that, that Kyle Dubas has talked about a lot is that they don't want to trade just for like the next two months. They want to like, it's the same with a defenseman. They want to get a guy that's part of the team for a while. So yeah, they give up two third round picks, but Jack Campbell signed for two more years for right. 1.6. Like at the very least, the goal is he's your backup for the rest of the season and two more years after this. And right. best case scenario, best case scenario, he plays really, really well the rest of the season and next season, and he can become your starter. Like that's, there, but I mean, we'll Hold see. Your horses, like, I don't, James. Let's see. Well, but I mean, yeah. I, there's no like he might not even be able to be the backup. Like we don't even know yet. So yeah. Um, one last thing before we go, uh, you have to go. I have to go to the the morning. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go die in the corner somewhere. I think here. <laughs> I'm gonna have to call and check on you. Um, we should talk like briefly about Kyle Clifford. It's it's again. One thing I, I've noticed um, with Kyle Dubas when he he makes these kinds of trades, when he trades position X, he tries to replace position X in the same transaction. He trades Trevor Moore, who gets to play for his hometown team. So that's pretty cool for Trevor Moore. But then he tries to replace him with Kyle Clifford. Uh, I like the addition of, of Clifford. I just think he... You can even see like in that first availability, he gives like, you can see it's the same thing with Jake Muzzin to a degree. There's a bit of swagger to these guys. Do you feel that? Yeah. No, Kyle Clifford, like it, it's, I don't think they're going to be able to resign him because he's UFA and some team, he's one of those guys that goes UFA and a, a team's going to give way too much money to. Vancouver. But, but like, I was thinking like a Bacchus or uh you remember when Troy Brower got that crazy contract from Calgary for like four and a half million a year, like. Clifford's just yeah. going to get like a guy that's big and tough and good defensively who scores whatever, 10, 15 goals. Those guys yeah. get overpaid. So unless he's like, I love being playing for my, the team I grew up cheering for. Like he's from like rural Ontario. I, and I, I'm willing to sign for like two years or three years at a million bucks. I don't think he's going to be staying. So, but in the short term, he's an upgrade over Trevor Moore and yep he gives them an element to that fourth line that's going to be a little bit different. And they, I think you're right. I was going to say, like, he brings, like, a bit of leadership, kind of. And I know that, you know, you and I are, like, we're, we're like, new age progressive. We believe in analytics and all of these things. But there still is, like, when a team yeah. struggles a little bit and they're not in the playoffs and they're under pressure – it, it helps to have someone there who's not intimidated by that situation. It helps yeah. to not, the Leafs are such a young team, you know, like, like they've, they've got Spezza who has that, who's seen it all. They got Muzzin who's like that, but they don't have a lot of guys who have been through Kyle Dubas talked about this. And I'm sure, you know, some people might think it's, it's BS and whatever, but like 
Kyle Dubas believes this. Like it's this is a good test for our people. This is like we're in the fire now. We get to see what this team's made of. We get to see which players step up in these situations. And uh that's not gonna be a problem for Muzzin or Kyle Clifford. Like those guys are gonna be they're gonna be ready for those. Yeah, well, and you've seen, like you mentioned Muzzin, like we have seen that have an effect. Like you you can see in his demeanor and how they talk about him and um and just the calmness he brings and and like even after games like he's not he's not afraid to he kind of has the credibility to kind of call them out a little bit and i and i think Mm -hmm. obviously his stature on the team his importance on the team but the fact that he's won a cup two cups depending on if you want to count that black aces year which i don't um but clifford's got two cups and and i think that can't hurt i don't think you can over i think you can overhype leadership and intangible stuff like that. But I don't think, I think there is an element of truth to it. Uh, and we've seen it anyway, you have to go, uh, get some medicine and drink some tea. So we will chat next week. We'll see how the, the start of the Jack Campbell situation era, whatever goes, uh, we'll reconnect then. Thanks James. Okay. Thanks Jonas. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.